Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. You better hustle. You better pray. And you better get your eat up. Pastor Troy sent me this jacket and he said, hey, it's a bomber. I always see you in bomber coats and you were one of the inspirations of this jacket. Well, thank you, Pastor Troy. City Life, we are in for a ride from a powerful man of God who will be sharing today, Pastor Troy Evans. His testimony is powerful. His life is filled with the supernatural. He's been inspiring us for quite some time. He's further along in the journey for reaching people in the inner city, unlocking and unleashing them and equipping them in ways that is impacting the nation and world. He's an author, he's a speaker, but he's a friend and he's a brother and he's a coach. I can reach out to him and he and he encourages me and he encourages us. He believes in what God is doing here and I'm honored that he said yes to share with us today. Go Google it, get a jacket, do something, hustle, pray, eat, but also get out your pen, get out your paper, and let's take notes as Pastor Troy speaks today at City Life. Let's give a warm introduction to the one, to the only, Pastor Troy Evans. Better hustle, pray, eat. What's up, City Life family? I am so um, excited to, to talk to you. Oh, to those of you that I, I've not met before, I am not Pastor Jerome, if you didn't notice, but that's my guy. You know, uh, man, that, 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 that guy is just like, a, a, you know, just, I don't know what to call him, like, he's just a, a spiritual giant in his own right, and I just have a deep level of respect for him. Um, and uh, thank you so much for entrusting me with your congregation. That's not a small task. Um, and so I had the opportunity of pastoring the church in Grand Rapids called The Edge. The Edge is a group uh, pretty much like y'all church. I mean, like straight up. It's, it's a group of mixed bag of peanuts, people from all walks of life who love Jesus and uh, who love hip hop, who love urban culture and, and love diversity and believe it's what God uh, requires of us and desires for us. So I want to pray for us in our time. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll get it cracking. Well, Daddy, we just thank you so much for a time um, where we can dive into your word. I know the technology stuff, for me, is weird, flat out. But Lord, you've given it to us. What a blessing. What a blessing. We did not know today was coming, but Daddy, you foreknew everything. And so you've given us technology to be able to, to, be able to communicate the most important message, and probably right now to more people than we've ever done before. So God, we're thankful for that. But Lord, for today, I ask that you be in the center of our time, continue to be there. I know you're there. I know you're here. Um, Be in our time. And uh, Lord, move me out of the way. Delete anything that I think I know and inject me with your divine understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Listen to me. If you could um, take this statement and then fill in the blanks with one word, um, uh, what would it be? Now, before I give you the statement, all right, you can't, you can't, uh, no cussing, okay? And then also, 
no cussing over here. And then also, don't give me the well-polished Christian answer. I need something in the middle. You feel me? So no cussing. Don't cuss me out. You know, at the same time, I also want you to give me an answer that is not the well-polished Christian, you know, answer that's flat out a lie. Just tell the truth, you know, or whatever that is. Here's the statement. I want you to fill in the blank with one word, and I'm going to ask you to post it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Post like No, for real. Like, post it and say what that one word is. Ready? For me, 2020 has been full of, again, no cussing. No well-polished answers, be honest. For me, 2020 has been full of, you fill in the blank, all right? Let me give you a few of mine. One of them, it would be refreshing. Oh man, uh, I went, uh, I took my first sabbatical um, this year after 23 years in ministry. 23 years of ministry, I've never taken a break. If you don't know what a sabbatical is, it's more than just a break. It is, it is rest and in resting in him, taking a rest. Those of us that are in full-time ministry, it's a lot. And uh, this was my first time doing it. And what can I say? I would say to those of you that are in full-time ministry, get your, get your rest. Take, take a moment and get that rest. So that was, that was refreshing. It's been prosperous. You know, God has been, been moving. My wife has um, stepped into her calling and counseling and started her practice. It, it is, it is, she's doing what she's called to do. And to me, that's the most prosperous thing a human being. You know, she's happy with what it is God has called her to do. You know, she left a fairly lucrative career in doing what she was doing in fund development to move over to do counseling because she wants to care about people. And that, to me, is prosperity right there. Um, and, and then also, just on, on the financial side of things, uh, we started a company called Hustle for Eat. And believe it or not, we did a tour, and we stopped at your location, uh, and, and you all were our biggest, <laughs> our biggest sales to that date. And because of you, man, this thing is literally, literally, in, in, a, in, a, in a year has taken off and, and, and has become quickly a Christian, a well-known Christian uh, apparel brand, Hustle, Pray, Eat. So that's been going good. And then this last one I'll say, not last one, but this one I'll, I'll say, this one word that I would use, it would be dope, right? This year has been, 2020 has been dope, you know, it has these dope moments. And one of them has been is that my family has had a time, a, a time to, to be together a lot. You know, I got girls that are um, that are that are grown now who are, you know, this is their probably their last six to eight months in our home before they get their own place. And I think, man, just God has used it for us just to, to have some big kumbaya powwow moments. You know what I'm saying? I got a new uh, also 2020. I got a new uh, son in law. You know, uh, well, he'll be soon to be son in law. So it's a lot of stuff. And we all just sitting there and we chilling. So it's been a lot. Of, it's been dope. It's been prosperous, been refreshing. But if I can give one word that I would say that trumps all of these, that I would say, because y'all know me, I, I've been here several times. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I'm not going to, you know, saying I like everything is grooving when it's not. For me, 2020, if I had to put one word, it's been disappointing. Disappointing. This year, um, I lost my biological father. I mean, I lost my my my. My dad, I lost my, my, uh, my uh, father-in-law. 
right? That sucks. I mean, the emotion, I, I, I can stay right there all day. Like, you, you, you plan on, you know, doing whatever, and then boom, boom, you get hit. Um, I went into this year not knowing if I wanted to be in ministry anymore. I left the IT world thinking that this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, ministry. And to be at a place where I'm not sure if this is what I want to do, disappointment. I don't care what you heard. Um, God is a God of psychology, sociology, um, and whatever else you want to add on there. He is a God that understands our emotion, and he also understands disappointment. We go through these things, and we go, we go through them. I went through them this year. I'm filling in the blank. With, with, my, with disappointment, and I, I want to talk about that today because I believe that he understands it and he wants to help us through it. So here's, here's, here's a little quote as we dive into it. Our problem is not our God-given emotions. Our problem is too often we allow our emotions to control us. Just think about it. Our problem is not because God is, he is the God of science, God of, 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 of sociology, human behavior. He's the God of, of our emotions. He's the God of, of, of all that stuff. And he created this stuff. So that, he, that is not the problem. The problem is that we allow it to control us. Do you allow disappointment to control you, to move you, sway you one way or another? Be honest. Like, yeah, you know. Man, um, let's give a, let's, let's start with a working definition of disappointment. Okay? Um, disappointment is sadness or displeasure caused by non-fulfilling, non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. Let me, let me say it again. Sadness or displeasure caused by non-fulfillment in one's hopes or expectations. Right? Off rip, I'm going to say this. Is that I strongly believe, like, man, our, um, our high expectations of people, places, and things set us up to have great fall when it comes to disappointment. Because we set, we set our hopes on things, people, places, and things. We get so amped up, and we become so hopeful for them things that when they don't happen or when they fail us, when they fell us, uh, the, the fall goes down so bad. Oh, I love him or I love her so much that when they fail, you fail. You fall. And it's very difficult to get up. Maybe we need to reset our expectations. So I, I want to leave us with, with a few things. I'm going to zoom right through this. A few scriptures and a few principles that hopefully it will help us. Now, what you need to do right now is that you need to go and you need to invite some people to come and listen to what I'm about to say. Because what I'm about to tell you right now is going to change 95% of your lives forever. 95% of your lives. Call somebody, text somebody, and tell them what I'm about to tell you is going to change, change everything. It's going to change the game. You ready? I had to drink water on that one. You ready? Here it goes. Can blow your mind. Used car salesmen sell used cars. Let me sit down. 
Did that, did that mess you up? That was, that was, that was pretty deep. That used car salesmen sell used cars. I know this, this don't sound like uh, rocket science, but please help me with this. Used car salesmen sell used cars. It's inevitable that a used car is going to break down, so why are you tripping when the used car breaks down? Used cars are used. <laughs> used cars, when you buy it, you buy it on the premise that it has been used already and it may break, and it's go, it is going to break down on you. It's just a matter of when. I believe the same thing about people, places, and things, or people specifically. That people are going to fail you. People are going to disappoint you. So why don't we start with the premise like, it's just, I don't care how much I love you, I don't care how awesome, even your cute little baby that you're kissing, at some point, at some point in their life, they're going to disappoint you. There's a reason for this. uh, Because we're sinful. We're flawed. We're messed up, and uh, we're entering. We're in a time where, where it's, it's, it's um, I don't know, it's, it's stacked. Um, Second Timothy three. If we read this, this will this sets us up to to see uh, that people will fail because this is true. It is like, but mark this: there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, um, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, ungodly. Man, this is making me depressed. Like straight up, like this is this a lot. This, you know what I'm saying? This, this is this is people at the end time. Now, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, with uh, with with without self control, brutal, uh, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited. You know what I'm saying? Lovers of pleasures, rather lovers of God. That's a big one. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Most of us know that scripture, right? People are, we are, we are frail human. So even the most godly person, this is a, this, this is pretty messed up stuff. But even the most godly person, the most godly person, believe it or not, will fail you. But you got to understand this. There is a difference between people failing and disappointing us and malicious behavior that disappoint us. Right? Because what we do is that we treat people the same almost. Is that so there's people that like literally like man like 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 I, I've been hurt. And, and the, the reality is, oh, I've been disappointed. And the reality is, like, yes, you've been disappointed. But let's 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 look at it first. Look at it and see if was it malicious, or was it just just human behavior, and a person just failed, still wrong, maybe needs some repentance. But it's not a situation where we need to start cutting our people at the limbs, right? I uh, I have uh, uh, I said earlier my biological father, and I was correcting myself. Because my dad, um, who uh, Gaylord, he the one who died. He 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 was there when I was uh, six weeks old and beyond. My biological father threw me up in the air, pretty much bounced and walked away. Okay, left me and my me and my brother. Um, and so I can I, I may have I may have seen this guy maybe maybe 12, 15 times my whole life. 
you know, nothing but disappointment in the times that he said he was going to do something. just doesn't happen. And it's all that stuff, man. Like, you know, went through that um, huge disappointment. But I remember um, going to, um, you know, it was an ATL, you know, I was running for my life. Dude was trying to kill me. And I, and, I, and I found out that he lived there. I hit him up and said, like, man, I'm here. Would you come? Would you find, you know, basically saying, like, man, we're in the same place. And then my, my uncle told me that he wasn't that far away from me and, and, and that, you know, he, he, can, he can make it here in a few minutes and talk to him. And, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And never showed up. Carried that for years. Carried it for years. So one day, you know, I'm, I'm, I planted a, a church here in Grand Rapids prior to the edge. Uh, he, 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 uh, he shows up. He comes into the church, and I'm looking because if, if, if you don't know me, you know, you got your issues, I got mine, right? My issues is violence. And the reality is, it's like, I, I ball, like, yo, if I ever see him, I'm blowing his mouth out, bare minimum, just to, just to be real with you. Because I was disappointed my whole life. That's the, you get what I'm getting at, right? And so he walks in here, I'm about to preach, you know, go do a sermon. And he walks in and it's just like, man, that probably wouldn't be good if I just like, you know what I'm saying, blow the dude mouth out, that wouldn't, you know, I don't know. So I, I decided to sit down, he comes in, we sit down in my office, I, I'll never forget, and I just, I lean back in my office, pretty cocky, threw my hands up like this, like, what happened? He put his head down, he said this, he said, Troy, he said, all of my life, all I knew to do was to run. He said, I did not know how to take responsibility for anything and and so I didn't take responsibility for you and your brother I ran I can't even explain the emotions that came over me now I'm gonna jump a few years later see I had my son when I was 16 and uh, I was involved with drugs and selling drugs and gang banging and all this stuff there were hundreds of people literally literally trying to kill me every day right so I had to leave I ran too. I left. And then even once I came back, I wanted to do something better, so I left again and went to Detroit. But to him looking on the outside, like, oh, you, you just bounced. And you got your little nice, little cute little family over there. What am I saying? Before we start to cast a stone on somebody else, right? On them and, their, and them disappointing us. We better not forget that we disappoint somebody else as well. As, equal, as, as we're being asking for forgiveness, we need to be seeking forgiveness. We need to be asking for forgiveness at the same time. Second point would be our plans will disappoint us. Oh my goodness. This, I gotta stand up on this one. Like, my. My wiring is weird. Like, I am a strategic bullet point nut. And my plans consume me. They keep me up at night. So this idea of my plans are going to fail me? And again, we start off this thing, we're going to be honest. Don't let it be this thing like, God said, dot, 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 dot. Because then you start like, well, the Lord told me, and you start getting all messed up. Because you, you set these plans, and then you base it on the premise that the Lord said, right? Which he may have said, but he never said when or, or, or how and, and all this kind of stuff, right? Let me just read the scripture. Proverbs, um, 
Proverbs 16:9 and, and Proverbs 19:21. These scriptures challenge me when I when I when I start to think bigger than my than I need to about myself and my plans. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. So we got the plans. But don't get it twisted. He is the one that makes the solid foundation. He is the one that helps us to move one step after the, the, the another. And if, if the, the plan changes, if you're leaning and trusting in him and trust him for real, then just walk. Do what it is that he wants us to do. And he's, he's going to take care of it. It'll be all right. The other one is many are the plans. Oh, this one hurts. Many are the plans of, uh, in a person's heart. But it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. <laughs> Come on, man. We have all these plans, but is it the timing? We, um, just like you all, I'm sure y'all get asked this, this question, but, you know, just like y'all, we, we have a lot of young people, younger 20-somethings running around um, here, and 20-somethings that run the ministry. I'm telling you, leading 20-somethings is like herding cats. It's like walking 72 cats at the same time. You get what I'm saying? Like, come on. Do, do cats listen? You know, like, are you going to go in the same direction and all that stuff? That's what, that's what it feels like sometimes. And people always ask you, like, and they, they, they're trying to be like, whatever. It's just like, man, like, it's just like, man, how do y'all do what y'all do? Here's something that I learned. First thing I learned is that I'm not smarter than a 20-something. Oftentimes, I say I'm not smarter than a fifth grader. I'm able to recognize that, bro, you know so much more about right now and beyond than I would ever know. And I'm, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. And I submit and say, this is your space. This is your area. You know what you know. Um, then I, I, I try to make myself a, available to them as regular as possible. I'm a, I'm a meeting nut, and so I have these ongoing times because if they've never done something before, uh, which most of the times they're thrown into stuff that they've never done because they're so young, then you just give them a lot of time so that they can ask all their questions. And you, you can give them the answers and you say, you good, you good, you good, you good, cool. And then you can walk away. But here's this last one, is that they need space to fail. That's, what's, that's the missing piece. Because those of us that are older and got a little bit of sexy gray, what we do is we want, we want to get around like, no, 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 I don't want you to fail. I don't want you to fail. Like, no, 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 no. I want you to fail forward. I want you to learn what this apartment feels like. I want you to know like what it feels like, like you're inviting a bunch of people to come to an event and that nobody shows up. What does that feel like? Because I'm, I'm more concerned not about your failure. I'm more concerned about like, so now what are you going to do? Are you going to learn from that mistake? Are you going to get back up? Are you going to wipe yourself up? My girls will tell you. They start, soon as we'll talk about failure, we start to talk about it. It's about three minutes. I, that's about all I got. Because next thing I want to get to is a solution. So what in the world are you going to do about it? One of my daughters, she's doing a recording right now. She will tell you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, what are you going to do about it? Well, so what's your plan? I'll listen. I'll hear, I hear the emotion side of it because that's real too. But at the end of the day, it's like, man, you know that these plans that you have, the things that you set out, they're going to fail. But can you make mid-course correction and keep it moving? You can bounce back from disappointment. Right? Uh, so I uh, set out and I cast this big old vision 
to the edge uh, a few years ago and said, yo, we're about to plant another church. We're going to plant in Detroit, which meant a lot to me. That's where my ministry got started, was in Detroit. That's where I planted my first church uh, in a homeless shelter. It's like, man, to go back to Detroit and do this? You know what I'm saying? We went on the west side of Detroit, Wyoming, a seven mile. Went over there, started, got it going, and this and that and the other. And I realized something, that I had a God complex. That I felt like I could be omnipresent. I feel like I could be emotionally in both places at the same time. And y'all know, more than any, just about any church I know, City Life, what it means to do multi-ethnic, multi-generational, multi-cultural church. It is emotionally draining. It takes everything that you got to work towards relationships. And I'm thinking I could do this in two places. I'm literally taking my whole staff and team, and we're driving to Detroit, doing this and ripping and running. And I was sitting in a board meeting one time, dude named Mick Beach, right? He's, he's now the, the pastor of Kitwood Community Church. He was on that board, and he was just sitting there, you know, just doing the Mick thing. He was just sitting like this. And he, I wish I could re- do, do his voice. And you, uh, you understand? Because he's very calm. You know, he talks fast, but he's, but he's calm and he's cool and collected. And he's like, do you think you can do this, Troy? And I knew, I knew way before he said it. But I was so fearful of disappointment, not only myself, but disappointing others. Because I know how naysayers get. Like I told you. You know what I'm saying? I knew they was going to bet off more than they could chew. Right? And I, and I said this thing, like, man, we're going to plant churches. Right? We're gonna, we, we, man, we're going to plant so many churches. We're going to plant eight churches in eight years. And I had all the stuff that I said I was going to do. And now here's the opportunity to get started. And not a... And I knew he was right. I, I knew it was time for me to give it up. And that's what I did. And I had to go back to my church and walk up and stand on the stage. The man that's known for casting compelling vision has to come down and tell the church, like, I failed. I bit more than what I can chew. And I brought you with me. Let me tell you something. I thought that that was the end of me, period. Not too many people know that. I thought that was the end. I thought the edge was going to just sink. Like, ah, man, this dude is whatever. You know what I mean? I thought thought my whole ministry career was done. You should have seen how people rallied. And, and, and almost, um, nobody said this, but it's almost like, man, about time somebody being honest around here. Sick of Christians lying. Just, no, just say it like, no, I can't handle it. This ain't it. I, 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 made, I made the wrong turn at the wrong time. Or I just made a completely wrong time. Maybe we're never supposed to be in Detroit. Maybe it was just, I just had some good pizza one night that went bad in my stomach and then I, I dreamt all kind of weird stuff. Who knows? To those that have been disappointed, in any one of these ways, here's how we can start to deal with it. Give yourself limited time to swim in your disappointment. Because the longer you swim in that disappointment, the greater chance of bitterness to give birth. You'll, you'll, you'll start, to, start to believe stuff that people are saying. Start to believe stuff that you're telling yourself. You start to believe some of the lies that Satan has planted seeds over the course of your whole life. Don't swim in it too long. Deal with the emotion and then do something with that. Address your disappointment. I'm saying address your disappointment. Don't sit in too long, but address it. Say, who, 
what and why am I actually disappointed? I do that with my kids all the time. It, it really calms everything. It, it really helps you to sort everything out because you can separate the lies from the truth because it's oftentimes both. So you can separate that like, okay, and, and because it sets you up to now you have these things separated and, and now you can, you, can, you can come up with the strategy to move forward. And this is one that's really hard for us. Allow yourself to heal. Allow yourself to heal from it. Because we have the tendency to want to hold on to disappointment. People fail us. People do things to us, have done things to us, have failed us, have done things against us, have said things against us. We have the tendency to hold on. Or, or you failed at a job or something like that, and you never got back up after it. You knew that you had a career in doing this. You have a degree in it. But because you got fired, or you were let go, or you did something wrong over here, so now you're scared to go after it now. Be willing to allow yourself to heal from it. I believe that God designed us supernaturally to be more like Wolverine than we know. He built us with this supernatural titanium. Vibrating, whatever it's called. And he's put it in our bodies where we, where we have the ability, we have the ability to heal through his Holy Spirit. We have the ability, we don't have to hold on to our past. So many people in scriptures, I'm not even going to try to, whatever, man, but I just think of Peter. Peter denied Jesus. Disappointment? You get what I'm saying? He denied Christ. But yet you jump later, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have scriptures that we quote. We have, we, this dude, is, he, his name was changed even in the midst of him just being a, being a disappointment himself. God restored him. God used him. God used him. He wants to use you. But you have to be willing to, to heal. Whether you've disappointed somebody or you've been disappointed, you got to be willing to allow God to heal you from it and learn from it. Because it's going to happen again, and hopefully it, the process happens faster. So I want to pray. I want to pray for those of us that have been holding on to stuff. Of disappointment. One, somebody disappointed you. Somebody's done horrible things to you, said horrible things to you. Or you've done horrible and, or you've said horrible things to others. I want to pray for both of us. Because I've done both. But Lord, we just. Um, we pray, Daddy, 
First of all, we, we, we come against all the lies. All the lies that we've taken in and we, we believed over the years. We come against them now in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that you forgive us for our trespasses, for our um, for disappointing you and disappointing others, failing. But at the same time, Lord, we forgive those who trespass against us. As the scripture says, we release it. We accept healing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You bet. What is up, City Life? My name is Noah. What another great Sunday that we had today. Thank you, Pastor Troy, for that message. Guys, groups are just around the corner. We believe here at City Life that we are better together, so let's not do life alone. You can sign up for groups today. Also, we hope to see you next week as we continue in our series, Open Mic, as we have another special guest. And remember, all races, all faces, all ages, you belong here. We're going to keep loving the city one life at a time, and we won't stop until he makes all things new. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.